0: Catherine Canada and Sidney Johnson's grandfather started his own business selling flour out of the back of his car. That business would grow from flour to cars. And the Wyatt Johnson Automotive Group would grow into one of the biggest and most successful dealership groups in the South. Hear the incredible story on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation.
1: You guys obviously have you, Wyatt Johnson, which is multiple brands, but you started in 1946. Talk a little bit about that, maybe, Sydney, about how Wyatt Johnson originally came about. Because I love it because it's a really a, it's, it's, you know, your grandfather was a self-made man.
2: So our grandfather, Henry Wyatt, he, uh, he, before he sold cars, he sold baking flour out of the trunk of a car.
1: never know that was a thing Mm
2: -hmm. and so he he went door-to-door he was a door-to-door salesman Uh and sold baking flour and he he basically he learned how to sell and kind of graduate uh uh, moved towards cars and sold a few cars to some local farmers Mm -hmm. and opened up his first used car store in 1946
1: do you remember how many cars he had on that first lot
2: i don't remember on the Uh first lot of course i Obviously I wasn't here right but mm-hmm. thank
1: goodness huh <laughs> that's
2: right but I do I do remember uh and uh, on down through the years when he and my father uh, joined forces they moved uh to their crash their riverside drive location in nineteen sixty five the first day they had thirteen cars oh wow they sold eleven the first day they moved in
1: and how many do you oh wow so Holy they, they yeah sold, they only they had sold, two left had yeah two left.
2: and so my grandfather Told my, I told our father that, uh, said, Sidney, I think we made a good move. Now go buy some cars.
1: <laughs> so now that's how it ended up being Wyatt Johnson, because your grandfather right. was Wyatt, and your dad came in, and they joined the forces, and right. his so, last name was so Johnson.
2: Wyatt is my mother's father. Okay. Johnson is our father. So uh, father-in-law, son-in-law joined forces in 1960.
1: Wow. See, I just love that story. I mean, selling flour out of the back of your vehicle, I mean— that's the hardest job a person could have, right I, I mean, didn't know that th- that was ever a thing. I thought you always bought flour in the grocery store
3: yeah and I that's an interesting you know that's a, that's a good little tidbit on how it started because you see Wyatt Johnson and then I you know knew your father right. and, and I just never knew where the where the Wyatt part came from right I find that that's very that's fascinating.
1: Well, I just love that it's been in the family this whole time and it's still a family right. business right right, right. totally. So now, Catherine, you have been with White Johnson for about 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you were in Atlanta and decided to give all that up.
0: Why did you decide to do that? I did. So after I graduated from UT, I went to Atlanta, worked in public accounting with Price Waterhouse and then Arthur Anderson for almost 10 years. And then I had a baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that baby is everything does. And. As much as I thought I was going to be the trailblazer and have this kid and work part time for public accounting, raise my kid part time, um, it was just, it was hard to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. in a client service industry, you jump when the client needs you. And so my husband was itching to get back to Nashville, not back to because he grew up in Atlanta, but he wanted to get out of the Atlanta traffic. Long story short, we decided to move. More for his job to come to Nashville. But then my dad's controller was leaving. And so he said, why don't you come work here part time and just see how it is. Mm -hmm. And I came on September 1st, 1999. And on that day one, it was so much fun. And I just loved it. Um, And I've been there ever since. Now, Cindy, you've been in the business for thirty something years. Yeah, a long
1: time. Long time. <laughs> yes. So, did you like right out of high school get into the car so, business? You know, uh, or it, college?
2: It was. It was about midway through college, and I realized that's just kind of that was my calling. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how I got started full time. You know, since I was eight, I was pushing a broom in the service department. So yeah. did odd jobs up till that point, but uh, in 1987 is when I came on board full-time.
1: What an amazing legacy that your grandfather and dad
0: could leave, and I for know. just
1: generations, and then you two are mm-hmm. taking it and putting your own
0: stamp on it. Because and- we're totally different. My dad was very different than my grandfather, and we are both, well, different between each other, but also mm-hmm. very different than our dad, and so... That's been kind of an interesting thing to see how it goes from one generation to the next, and the changes that are Mm -hmm. made, and and what happens. Um, So, how do you find that you guys do things differently than your dad, while still maintaining that core value? Right. That's right. Our core values. It's funny. We actually we've had core values forever. We we put them on paper, um, and several years ago. But one of the things that's pretty different is that. Um, Our dad came up in old school management where he knew everything about the store. He knew every job. He could tell everybody Mm -hmm. how to do it, what to do it, when to do it. And, you know, I came up through accounting. I don't know any of the details. And so we've moved from very centralized Mm -hmm. management to very decentralized management, like a lot of companies have over the last 15 years.
1: Well, you guys have had to do that though, because you have so many more brands. So your your dad had what at the time? GMC, the Hyundai,
0: and the mm-hmm. Mazda, Subaru, and yeah. Mazda. Well, he passed away in two thousand seven. Since then, we've added the Toyota franchise, the Kia, the Volkswagen, and also Ford in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So we've I'm a, I believe we've doubled in size in the last ten years. And you can't manage everything when you've doubled in size. Right. Mm -hmm. So over 400 employees we have now. And um, anyway, one thing I think we have done well is shift responsibility to people um, who have just taken such great ownership. It's amazing to see Mm -hmm. what our teams are doing. It's like they manage their own little businesses. Every store and every department is managing very well like their own companies.
3: It, you know, you guys have, you say you have 400 employees. I'm sure you have some that have been, been with your company for a long time. How, how do you, how's your company culture? How do you keep people and how do you continue to get them to, to believe in your
2: growth and your expansion? It's family. If you treat everybody like family and truly like family, they just, they're with you. Yeah. So you can share the vision
0: mm-hmm.
2: and grow and they see they see the vision themselves and it's it's easy to grow. And if you give them enough responsibility and you let them run with the ball, it works mm-hmm. pretty well.
0: You know, just one interesting uh fact about our company is that of our sixty six managers, and this is every type of manager part service sales, sixty six managers in all of our franchises Sixty-two of those managers were promoted from within. Oh, that's interesting. whether from the um, entry-level job or near entry-level job into the position they are, and so rarely do we hire somebody in an upper-level position from the outside, and so that builds loyalty. It so does. the new people at entry level are thinking, "Wow, I you know are." COO started out as Mike Polston, right. started out as a salesperson. And uh, Dale Lewis, who's director of yeah. sales, started out as, a, he says, a water tech. But he started out mm-hmm. cleaning cars in the cleanup department. Mm-hmm. And anyway, people, and they tell yeah. people that, like, I started out in your job years ago, and now look where I am.
3: Yeah, and people want to know that. They want to be able to see the company and see the vision and then see the vision for themselves. See
0: the
1: opportunities. Yeah,
3: if there's opportunities you in and, and buy-in. It definitely, it definitely helps. And, you know, we know a lot of your, your employees and your managers and I have to say they're, uh, some really good folks they're
0: class acts they are they are we have certainly lucky to have all of
1: them. now sydney you mentioned family and employees and you have an interesting story that you have told me before that kind of got you thinking about the car business about one of the is it service techs or something said something to you when you were younger can you share that story because that's only that's a story that only family member would give a family member right no catherine
0: yeah So when I was in high school, I was answering the phones in the service department. I really didn't know what I was doing, but I was eager and excited to be there. And um, Don Stanfield Stanfield. was Mm -hmm. our shop foreman, and he was this older mechanic. And I'll just never forget, we were walking one day from this service desk to my car or something, and he said, are you ever going to come back and work here? and i thought i have no idea i'm in high school i'm not yeah. i'm not planning past next week i'm worried week. about prom <laughs> i'm like yeah <laughs> what am i going to <laughs> um and so he said to me something that I just thought was so poignant he said so few people get the opportunity mm-hmm. that you will have don't um don't forget that it's rare that you have that opportunity and i just thought wow so years later i look at that back i look back at that and think was a pretty good counsel from our shop foreman mm-hmm. to a high school girl.
1: Well, he probably phones. felt like family, or he wouldn't have felt comfortable right. having that conversation with you. He,
2: mm-hmm. w- he was family, mm-hmm. I mean, not not literally, but he was right. He was work family.
1: He was your chosen
2: family. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you two, brother and sister. And you two are very different, but you make this dynamic work. My brother and I have a great relationship, but I don't know that I could work with him. So how do you guys how do you guys compartmentalize and I'll let you go th- that,
2: That's really pretty easy. We had someone uh, when our when our father passed, we uh, we butt heads just a little bit. We had somebody come in and help us with our strengths. Uh-huh. And we just kind of investigated our strengths, uh, each other's strengths. And when it all came down within a day or two, it was like Catherine. If you pencil it, that's you. Sydney, if you touch it and feel it, that's you. Wow! And that's the basis of how she and I work together. So if it's buildings or cars or mechanical or anything like that, that's me. If it's if it's accounting based, number based, thought based, that's mm-hmm. Catherine.
1: Well, the, facts that you, the fact that you guys can recognize each other's strengths and make that work together is pretty amazing. I think
0: it's pretty awesome. It is. It's like I like to say we're so opposite that it's a puzzle piece. When you put us both together, it makes yeah. a pretty strong mm-hmm. puzzle and a pretty strong team. Well,
1: that's why it's working because you mm-hmm. obviously have had some success because even in a down economy, you know, back in, what, 08, yeah. 09, you had the foresight to go, okay, what does this economy
0: need? We're going to do pay, buy here, pay here. Yes. Mhm. We did. That was a good other good move that took both of us to figure out how to make it work. Right. But then when we did, we started small and then you know, it's been
3: you, you you are different for sure, but as as I'm looking at your information, I know this, but I just want to read it and make make sure I get it right. So, you're both been involved with the chamber. Sydney was a uh, chairman of the chamber. Of Course Katie was. I came right after Sydney. So that that was a pretty good transition for me. But and then you you're both very involved with Austin P. You're on the board of, uh, Catherine's on the board of trustees That's for right. Austin P. Sydney's been involved in the Tower Club at Austin P. So it's not just the, the growth of your business. But it's the investment you put back with your time and your, your resources to help grow our community. So is that is that something that just comes natural for you, just wanting to be involved in the
2: community? Either one of you. You know, it's just a little saying that I've heard years ago. You reap what you sow. It's so true. So if, if you just really put your time and effort into not just your business, but outside, it will come back. So that's... Yeah, you know, try to put a lot into the community, into other people, just whatever we can do. Whatever we, their can.
1: whole family, I feel, has that same culture. I for mean, sure. look at Bill Powers. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we did this thing on the air this morning, and he was donating money to help for, what, Night to Shine, to buy crowns for um, the handicapped children. Yeah. Just little things that make a big
0: difference, don't mm-hmm. they? So, yeah, Bill Powers is our brother-in-law, right. married to right. Fran. Yes, and so... Yeah, we work here and our employees work here. We certainly want this community to continue to thrive and improve as it has for the last few decades.
3: When, when we drive down Wilmer Rudolph Boulevard and then we see the, the Mazda store, the Toyota store, the GMC store, and, and then you're growing, you know, you've grown into Nashville. Tell us some little secrets. Give us a little juice on what's coming up next.
0: Ooh, oh, big, big, big stuff. We can't tell you though. <laughs> you can't get in the middle of
3: I, I mean I had to try,
0: right?
1: Here's I what I try. do here's what I do know about Catherine.
0: That is so funny. Good. Sneaky,
2: Charlie. I was trying. Yeah. I was trying.
1: Okay, you started with thirteen cars. How many cars do you have on the lots now?
2: Hmm. We have a little over two thousand.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take his question and reword it so that maybe you can answer it. So you've got... <laughs> sorry. That's okay. You've got Toyota. You've got Buick. You've got Kia. You've got Subaru. You've got all these brands. Like, what would be your brand on your wish list? Like, what was a brand that you don't have that you would love to have? Y'all are
0: so sneaky. Um, <laughs> doesn't all, mean you're going to get it. All I mean, the brands, everything. She but, wants all the things. All, yes. <laughs> I, yes. I like all the things. We were saying earlier, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I do believe that um, as living beings, we are made to grow. And so that's one reason our company's been so successful at retaining people, because we keep growing. And certainly over the next decade, I suspect we will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything specific I can tell you about at the moment, but we're always working on different projects. And so, so sincerely, um, we do look at probably 10 different acquisitions Mm -hmm. a year and hope to get one of those. And and there's a lot of stuff going on in the market today, but um, I don't have anything that Would you stay in the Clarksville Nashville market? Of course. Okay. Yeah. That's not. They can
1: answer that question.
3: Oh, they could. She could answer if they were going to expand out of that market, right? Yeah.
1: Well, you meant. I saw an interview that. (laughs) I'm
3: I'm getting the look and no answer. Y'all are so funny. Well, Well, no, I did see an
1: interview recently where you said, and I hadn't thought of that, but it's you know we will eventually, and they're saying two years from now that we will have another recession, and you guys are primed at that point. To kind of, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. The situation. Right. Yeah. Situation.
0: The the auto industry is really interesting. There are a lot of changes coming up in the next decade with autonomous autonomous vehicles, electric driving, electric engines. Experts think that dealership groups that are bigger will be able to sustain changes. And so yeah. our goal is to continue to get bigger, to <laughs> stay ahead of any curves. And there are a lot of smaller single point stores mm-hmm. that might want to join forces with the larger, yeah. so, larger.
3: So so talk to me and I'm gonna ask Sydney. Uh, autonomous vehicles, uh the battery, uh like the Tesla type vehicles. I'm sure you have some models. I'm sorry, I don't I don't know them off the top of my head. But what do you think the future of those vehicles?
2: What does that look like? Oh I think I think it's uh, it's great. Now it will be more in our location here in Clarksville. It won't be quite as important as it is in Nashville. Uh, the more rural areas don't use the electric near as much as the urban areas do, yeah. just because of location, the ease of charging, and yeah. the distance that we travel. You know, we go to Nashville. We go to different places so much. That's a long way for a battery-powered vehicle. Yeah. Uh, the hybrids, like the Prius, you know, Prius came out years and years ago and that was before we had Toyota and we all were trying to sell against the, the, the hybrid part. And we just thought the batteries were going to go bad in no time. Yeah. They go for hundreds of thousand miles before they, the batteries go bad. You can just charge them up and drive them. They just go and go and go. So I think it's a, I think it's a neat, uh, technology that's coming. It's not here yet. Uh, it will hit the Nashville area before it hits Clarksville with any mm-hmm. big significance, but um, it's it's coming, and it's it's just technology. There's always technology changes. Yeah.
1: So I was actually going to thinking about that question for you, Sydney. Um, in the automation and the changes in vehicle, what is something that really kind of surprised you? Or you thought, well, that's never going to take off, and then it does take off because I know that the the technology in vehicles now is just it's like overnight it's just gone. Duplicate. It's just getting
2: the the technology has grown so fast in these cars, and really, you know, year over year, you don't notice it as much
1: mm-hmm.
2: till you go back and drive one from the last model. Yeah, and then you think, wow, that's mm-hmm. a big change, uh-huh. and I really like that. So, but there's so many little neat features, and we were talking earlier about heated steering wheels. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. You know, that's <laughs> just. That's one of those little things, and you just you don't even think about it. There's so many little items. What is my favorite? What I, I don't know. There's just a lot.
0: Catherine, what's your favorite feature? You know, I think I kind of like the safety stuff. Actually, when yeah. you're when you're moving to a different lane and you get ding, ding, ding. There's somebody mm-hmm. there, or if your seat vibrates sometime if you veer off of the lane, or if you get too close to the person in front of you, it stops you. I just I feel safer. Mm-hmm. On the interstate, driving with yeah. all of these warnings,
3: yeah, yeah, your mirrors flash, all all types. Of, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a lady come over on me uh yesterday on Fort Campbell Boulevard, mm-hmm. and my mirror lit up before I saw the car coming over, and it, yeah. it helped me get out of the way. But I mean,
1: my car's too old for all that. Someday I'll have all that cool technology. We, we can, can help. We can fix you, you mm-hmm. up. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> Well, I have to tell you guys, first of all, thank you for coming. But I really admire you both because you um, you have such a successful business. But I really appreciate that through all that success or still you handle it with humility. And I think that that is a very valuable trait. And I think that's what's going to continue to that type of continue to make your employees love you and that you're going to continue to be Mm -hmm. successful. It's 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 hard to be as successful as you have and still continue to be as humble as you are. And I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Congrats to both of you, by the way, for all you've done on this podcast. It's really, really cool. And I know a lot of people are listening to it. We have fun.
3: Yeah. We you're, you're very kind and we do have fun.
0: Thank you guys for coming in. Thank Thank you. you. Clarksville conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app. So you don't miss a single conversation.